Welcome to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, I Love the Lord, from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. In his first epistle, John wrote 105 verses, and 46 times he uses the word love. It is obviously an important word to the Apostle John. By the way, every time he uses that word, he always uses a form of the Greek term agape the word for unconditional love. John says that's how God loves us. That's the way we are to love him. And that's the same way we are to love one another. Here's Pastor Tim. So loving God is a command. Jesus gives it as a command. He, 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 uh, he quotes it as it was a command. It is a command. I don't really have a choice. You and I are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Secondly, and more importantly, I think, loving God is a connection. Loving God is a connection. That's what he's wanted from the very beginning. Let me remind you of this verse. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. We use it in a, in a, in a context of evangelism. You know, we're talking to someone and we tell them, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody will hear my voice, I will come into them, right? I think that's okay. I think it's okay to use that as an evangelistic uh, verse to be able to compel people to open the door of their heart to Him. But can I remind you about that verse? That verse is not written to unbelievers, that verse is written to the church written to churches that have gotten off track. And he says this to the church. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice, I will come into him. And then this is the part that we leave off sometimes. And I will dine with him and he with me. If you're reading from King James, it says, I will sup with him and he will me with me i will have fellowship with him and he with me it's not only for the church body as a whole it is for the individuals who make up that church i stand at the door and i knock if you will hear and open the door of your heart to me so that you would love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. I will come in and I will have fellowship with you. I will dine with you. I will be with you. Remember when Jesus called his disciples? For the first time, Mark has a great way of saying it. Mark says, he called his disciples that they might be with him. It's what he still calls his disciples to. Not just, not just calling them to do this thing on this day or, or to perform this program at some other day, but to be with him. He longs for a connection with you. Can you imagine how wonderful it was for Adam and Eve in the garden? 
The Bible says, in that cool of the garden, uh, some folks look at that, and, and I really am one of them. I think it means at an appointed time. I think every day that God came down and he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. At a specific time every day. Every day. Until that one day. That one day where they had forbidden fruit for breakfast. They missed their quiet time. Instead, they were hiding. Hiding from the Lord because of their shame. You've been around long enough. You've been there. Hiding from the Lord because of shame. They don't want to spend time with Him. They don't want to be with Him. The New Testament version of that is Jesus. I mean, is, is Peter in the boat saying to Jesus, Do not come near me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Suddenly we don't want to be around Him. And yet God still wants to be around us. He wanted to be with Adam. And He wanted to be with Peter. And He wants to be with you. He wants a connection with you. One that is real. Let me give you these, I think, four different things. I want to give you some verses too that you can jot down. Number one, love occurs in a relationship. This love, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, happens in a relationship. In a relationship with the one true living God. In John chapter number 1 and verse number 12, the Bible says, As many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in His name. He has given you, believer, the right to become His child, adopted into His family, born again into His family. He wants a relationship with you that is a family-like relationship. In Romans chapter 8 and verse number 17, the Bible talks about us and it calls us children. He says, and if you're children, then you're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. You're with Him. You are in His family. You have that capacity to love. Let me say this. Can a lost person really love somebody? Of course. Of course they can. They just can't love them as much as they could if they knew the love of God. Love of God changes everything about you. It opens up a whole new world to you. To know Him is to love Him. To love Him then is to know Him and to be in relationship with Him. You want to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? And maintain your relationship with Him. Every day, at that appointed time, 
that appointment time that you have with Jesus every day. Don't miss it. Don't go hiding because you messed up. He already knows that you messed up. Just come before Him and find out what love really is all about. Your love for Him will explode. Love occurs in a relationship. Number two, love is initiated by receiving. By receiving. We already know that as many as receive Him. Right? We saw that a moment ago. Did you know this verse? It's probably the first verse that you ever learned. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever, whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's you. He loves you so much that if you would receive His Son... You wouldn't perish. You'd have everlasting life. That's what He wants for you. He wants to be with you now. He wants to be with you for forever. Jesus said this to His disciples in John chapter 15 and verse number 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. And He says this, abide in my love. Remain in my love. Stay close in my love. If you want to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with everything that's in you, then you stay close to Him. You receive Him into your life. Not only do you receive Him, but you receive His love. The love that He has for you. He says, as the Father has loved me, I have loved you in return. Now you abide in that love. My favorite verse in the whole Bible says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. You received that love. It changes your life and your destiny for forever. It means that you will go to heaven when you die. But in the meantime, it opens up for you the capacity to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But you have to be in a relationship. You have to receive His love in order to give His love. That leads us then to number three. Love is expressed by responding by responding. Now, wouldn't it be terrible if in your family you went to your spouse or you went to your child and you said, I love you. And they said, okay. <laughs> that's, that's not the response, is it? That's not the response that we give to the Lord. But yet we do sometimes, it's almost as if we, God is saying to us over and over and over again, I love you, I love you with an everlasting love. And we say, okay, just pour it on. No, it's to be given back to Him, isn't it? I'm to respond to His love. I love this passage. 1 John chapter 4, there's a couple of verses there I'll draw your attention to. One is verse 10, the other is verse 19. John says, and this is love, 
Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins, to be the satisfactory sacrifice to bring salvation to us. He says, this is what love is. Love is not you in a vacuum simply saying, well, I love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. No! I can only love Him because He first loved me. And that's what verse 19 says specifically, isn't it? We love Him because He first loved us. If I'm in a relationship with Him, and I have received His love into my life, now I can respond to Him and love Him the way that I should. My, my whole heart has been influenced by His love. My soul has been infiltrated with His love. My mind has been informed of His love. And my strength has been invigorated with His love. And now with all of that, I can respond back to Him and say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And mean it. With all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Number four. Love is extended... By reciprocating. Love is extended by reciprocating. You say, Tim, you just said that. No, no, I don't mean just that you reciprocate God's love by returning it right back to Him. We reciprocate His love by loving those that He loves. That person that you're seated next to today, God loves them. And you're to love them too. That's probably the easiest one, isn't it? Because you're not sitting next to somebody that you don't like. <laughs> but on the opposite side of church, there might be somebody that's sitting on the opposite side of church for a reason. God loves that person. As much as He loves you. And you are to in turn love that other person. That person that's not here. That person that wouldn't come here. Anybody. Everybody. That's what he says here in this verse. Isn't it? He says, this is the first commandment. This is the foremost commandment. This is the most important thing that you can do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But then Jesus took it a step further. He said, look, the second one is just like it. Hot on its heels. Because you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It doesn't just stop there. You love your neighbor like you love yourself. When we reciprocate our love for Him, it means that we in turn begin to love our neighbor. And before you start trying to split hairs and try to figure it out, Jesus had a whole parable about that. Because somebody had to come to him and say, Jesus, who's my neighbor? 
And then he told the parable of the Good Samaritan. Everybody is your neighbor. Everybody. Staying in 1 John chapter 4, I'll give you a couple more verses. Verse number 11. John said, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That just makes good sense, doesn't it? If God loved me so much, then I should in turn love others so much. Not with the love that I have, but with the love that He has and that He has given to me. I'm letting all of His love do all of its work in my life that I might in turn share that love then with others. This was a little bit longer. 1 John chapter 4, verses 20, 20 and 21. John said, if somebody says, I love God. All right, so that's where we are today, right? I mean, in here today, there's not one person in here today who's not going to say, well, I don't love the Lord. You know, <laughs> we would say, I love the Lord. There may be somebody say, I don't know really if I love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, but I want to, right? We're all, we're all in that boat. This is what he says, if anybody says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? By the way, do you see in that verse what the definition of hate is? Hate is not venomous necessarily. Hate is not deadly arrows that I'm throwing at them. What is it? It's not love. Right? It simply means not love. If you don't love your brother, whom you have seen, how can you love God whom you've not seen? And this commandment we have from Him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. He must. If you're going to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you won't be able to help but love your brothers and your sisters like yourself. You know what Jesus said about that? If you look down to the end of verse number 31, there is no other commandment greater than these. There's not anything better that you can do than that. Love God. Love others. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. Maybe just take a little inventory right there where you are. You know? Would you say that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength? Is His love doing its work in you? Do you love other people in that same way? Listen, the altar's here for a reason. The altar's here so that you can do some business with the Lord. 
Maybe, maybe your business with him today is simply to say, God, I love you. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. And yet I also know that you're not through with me. So there's more to my heart, soul, mind, and strength that I'm not even aware of, and I want to love you with all that too. Or maybe you come today and you say, Lord, I have not loved you the way that I should. And I simply yield to you today. I yield to the commandment that you've given to me. But maybe you say this, Jesus, I really want what you want. I want a connection. I want to abide in your love. Maybe you need to come today and say, you know, it ain't the... In the Lord I have trouble with, it's His people I have trouble with. If you don't love them the way that you should, it's not their fault. And maybe that's what we need to deal with today. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, you know, plant your life in our church, if you need to pray about any of these things, let's do that. Stand with me where you are. Father, we do love you. We want our worship today to be an expression of that love. In these next moments when we pray, we want to be able to, to, to express that love to you. In these next few moments as we sing, we want... We want to exude that love for you. Father, make us right with you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need to come, I encourage you to come. Sean. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Britt David Podcast. And he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here in our podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.